Friday comes back like a boomerang, and this time, November 6th, 2020, is about to zip by. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, for another quick look at what's happening and what's happened in our community. This is the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out comes from an anonymous supporter who wants to say, We keep each other safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep your distance. Today at noon is the deadline for mail-in ballots to arrive at local registrars in Virginia in order to be counted. Ten out of eleven of the state's congressional districts have been resolved, but challenger Nick Freitas has not conceded in the seventh district race and trails incumbent Abigail Spanberger by 4,744 votes. The Virginia Department of Elections website estimates that 90% of the absentee ballots were counted, but continues to state that these statistics may not take into account all surrendered absentee ballots. As of this recording, there was still no resolution of the presidential election, and early voting and mail-in ballots were still being counted in Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina. There are another 1,568 cases of COVID-19 in Virginia today, as reported by the State Department of Health. That brings the seven-day average for new daily cases to 1,304. The number of deaths reported by the VDH actually declined by six for a total of 3,682. The seven-day average of new positive test results increased to 5.9%, up from 5.8% yesterday, and up from 4.9% on October 6th. After a week of single-digit increases for new cases in Albemarle and Charlottesville, both localities went back to double digits today. Albemarle added 18 new cases, and Charlottesville added 22 cases. Including those numbers, the soon-to-be-named Blue Ridge Health District added 43 cases. The percent positivity rate for today is 1.8 for PCR tests and 2.1 for all tests. The University of Virginia COVID tracker displays 41 active cases, with 19 of them students. Case counts in far southwest Virginia continue to rise. Wise County now has a total number of new cases per 100,000 population of 613. That number is 531.2 in Washington County, 896.3 in Scott County, 819.8 in Lee County, and 486.9 in Montgomery County, the home of Virginia Tech. For comparison, Albemarle's total number of new cases per 100,000 population is 105.8, and Charlottesville's is 220.3. Fluvanna's count is 97.08, Green is at 116.3, Louisa is at 114.2, and Nelson is at 40.44. A regional housing initiative coordinated by the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission will soon launch an online portal to help people locate affordable places to live. Christine Jacobs is the Chief Operating Officer and Housing Director for the TJPDC, and she told commissioners last night that the portal will serve a dual purpose. So one of them is to provide Uh, streamline access to the resources that currently exist throughout the region, both in the localities, in the region, in the state. And so um, that will be one piece of the website. Another piece of the website will be a way to connect property owners and developers that have affordable units with community members that are searching for those units. The website will at first focus on rentals, but Jacob said it will increasingly expand to cover for sale units. TJPDC Executive Director Chip Boyles said rollout of the regional housing locator has been expedited due to a looming crisis. 
We have really hurried this along as Christine talked about because we think it is so crucial to have the rental portal in place when evictions begin from some of the families that haven't been able to, to take advantage of the, um, the rental assistance programs. The Regional Housing Locator will be presented at the Regional Housing Partnership's next presentation on November 12th. Boyles also asked commissioners for their input on a potential name change for the TJPDC. A number of of agencies and churches are um, looking at changing their name from Thomas Jefferson to to other things. Uh, It's something we looked at a few years ago, um, but we haven't looked at since. No one made a comment about the potential change at the meeting. The health district will become the Blue Ridge Health District on January 1st. On Wednesday, the Albemarle Board of Supervisors voted 4-2 to two to deny a special exception to allow a homestay operation on Northfield Road to have five rentable rooms, as opposed to the two allowed by right. Supervisor Donna Price told the TJPDC board that Albemarle has rules in place to protect residential neighborhoods. We see those as being different from, um, you know, the uh, Airbnb type thing because it's supposed to be an accessory use as opposed to a primary source of revenue. And um, obviously the difference between a location in a residential neighborhood versus in a rural area, um, distance to other properties, all of those factors we have to take into account. Price said that special exceptions currently go with the land rather than the owner and the board has asked the county attorney to investigate legislation to make a change. Oral arguments got underway this morning in the Virginia Supreme Court for the city of Charlottesville's appeal of a court ruling that the Robert E. Lee statue in Market Street Park was a protected war memorial at the time city council voted to remove it. An injunction remains in place to keep the statue in place, even after legislation passed the Virginia General Assembly this year. We'll have audio from that hearing in Monday's edition. Work has concluded one month early on a grade-separated interchange on U.S. 29 in Warrington. The firm Shirley Contracting Company was awarded a design-build contract in February 2018 to remove a traffic signal at Lord Fairfax Drive and Business U.S. 29. Construction began in March 2019, and the interchange partially opened this summer. VDOT spokesman Will Merritt gave credit to Shirley Contracting and subcontract Dewberry for the early completion. In a statement, he said, The interchange was built slightly to the north of the old signalized intersection, which allowed the design-build team to complete the majority of the project without interfering with traffic. The design of the project, coupled with favorable weather and a mild winter in 2019, allowed the project team to get ahead and finish the project one month ahead of schedule. Interstate highways cut off wildlife habitat and lead to hundreds of collisions with vehicles each year. Albemarle's Natural Heritage Committee learned about efforts by the Virginia Transportation Research Council to reduce such incidents through better design. Bridget Donaldson is the author of a study on the issue with the VRTC. So wildlife crossings, which are either underpasses or overpasses across the road, are really already established for the past two to three decades as the most effective way to reduce collisions and connect that habitat across roads. Nine states, including Virginia, have passed legislation to require plans for where such places could go. Donaldson has worked on a pilot project for fencing along U.S. I-64 in Albemarle County. 
No meetings today, but two things to preview. Tonight, Live Arts will hold another virtual studio visit. Box office manager Daryl Smith will speak with local artist, actor, poet, and storyteller Edwina Herring beginning at 7 p.m. On Sunday, the Jefferson Madison Regional Library and the Friends of the JMRL will hold another in a series of pop-up book sales at the Gordon Avenue Library from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Visit the library website for more information. And that's it for another installment and another week of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. If you would like to support this program, please consider a monthly contribution through Patreon or a paid subscription through Substack or a one-time payment through Venmo, or you can just mail me a check. Please do be in touch with me about any of those options and you will help keep this program going into the future and into 2021. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and we'll be back on Monday with another installment. Between now and then, there'll be another newsletter that will take a look at the week ahead. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there.